0: Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast of Word First Ministries. Tune in each week and join us as we pursue God's command to make disciples of all nations.
1: Hey, what is up, you guys? Welcome to Word First Radio, the podcast brought to you by Word First Ministries. I'm your host, Jacob O'Neill, and as always, I'm joined by my friends Cameron and Bailey. Yep. And today you get just our voices again. Uh, Two weeks ago you just had me, and now I'm joined by Cam and Bailey, but we're bringing it back a piece at a time, and hopefully in two weeks, unfortunately, you'll see our faces again. So, Bailey, pray us in.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, Lord, we just ask you that today as we take time to look forward... um, to our goals and our plans for this year, um, that you would help us to just look forward with excitement and with inspiration. And God, we just invite you to be a part of this conversation today. So, um, we devote our time to you and we pray that you would, um, yeah, just use this time, um, to work in our hearts and, um, help us to share and keep the rest of the team that's not here living in Norway. Um, up to date with what we're planning to do this year so, lord we love you and we devote our time to you today in jesus name amen
1: amen thank you man well happy new year guys yeah welcome to your first episode of word first radio for 2023 <laughs> uh how was you guys this christmas um i bet you everyone at home is just dying to know that
0: <laughs> yeah uh i'll go ahead and start christmas was great um it was a lot of fun so teia is just so much more like aware and alert and online mm, right. this year, and she was so excited she was excited over every gift she was excited over christmas jammies and christmas trees and mm. christmas everything and uh, it was it was just so wonderful to experience that amount of joy alongside her mm-hmm. and we got to spend time together as a team and have some proper mexican food which was <laughs> so fantastic wonderful. Praise God! What else would you eat on Christmas? Uh, what else would you eat on Christmas? It was like
1: a care package from heaven. It was mm. I lo- let's like I, unashamedly. I mean, we know we have a favorite moment of ours with enchiladas and you know Mexican <laughs> food. But um, I Mexican aren't food, those actually a thing? Didn't you? Just those never are never? actually a thing. <laughs> they were. When, I don't <laughs> think they are anymore. When Cameron said that to me, I did not realize they were a real thing. <laughs> no. I thought he made it up on the spot. And, I'm not that clever. <laughs> no, nah, that was. Yeah, I, but I gave you all the credit yeah. for being that clever. I thought you totally just made it up. But no, uh, Mexican food's one of my favorite yeah. foods ever. We had
0: we had uh, Christmas at church, which was wonderful, and um, it was a white, snowy Christmas here, and yeah, it we, was, was. we got to go to um, uh, to the Christmas market downtown, so it was, it was really good. It was really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: because Norway does Christmas. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Especially in Oslo. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, it, the whole... It, it, Christmas trees everywhere, Christmas lights everywhere, Christmas markets. Like, everyone is super stoked to go home for the holidays and for Christmas. And, yeah, it's, like, not even – because I, I think in – oh, gosh. I get into sketchy territory talking about the happy holidays versus Merry Christmas thing. <laughs> Let me just say, it's not a thing here. People say, Merry Christmas, Yul, mm-hmm. Um, And it's pretty awesome. It's yeah. pretty amazing to see.
0: I went with our friend Seaman. We went up to um, – just outside of Lillehammer. And actually, we uh, so we drove up there. It's a couple of hours away, mm-hmm. and it was an important football match was on. So he said, "Hey, let's hop into a, a pub in Lillehamid and check out the the football match." So we did that. But anyways, we are in downtown Lillehamid, and it lo- it looked like a movie set. Like it just seemed. I was <laughs> it was so unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, just how beautiful it was. Like a little bit of snow on the ground, and all of the shops are like warmly lit and so was the whole street it was it was out of control it was mm. so it was so beautiful yeah, yeah my my
2: brother joe is a, a truck driver so he'll mm-hmm. send pictures and videos of different states he drives around and the other day he sent a video of a like beautiful snowy forest along the road or whatever that he was mm. driving on um and i just looked at that picture and i was like oh that's cute I'm like <laughs> that's what snow yeah. looks like in america yeah. I was like, we have real snow, and it's yeah. on my balcony. <laughs> right. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it looks great. <laughs> well, it
1: was particularly intense this last you know, couple weeks. So this, these last weeks, me and my wife, uh, Marissa, I don't have to keep calling her my wife, <laughs> Motown, Marissa, uh, we celebrated our third uh, wedding anniversary, which was uh, really awesome. It's kind of crazy to think how fast time flies when you're married. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, Really, for me, this might be hilarious for you to think about, but... <laughs> I don't know if you feel this way, Bailey. You cam to think about since you get some <coughs> point at him. But I don't know how you feel about this, Bailey. But I kind of feel like as soon as I graduated from high school, life has just been on fast forward. Mm. Like I woke up and I was 25. Oh, like that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet uh. you, well, I'll probably feel the way that way yeah. when I'm 41. 40- 41? <laughs> I,
0: just, I turned 39 <laughs> two months ago. You were there. That was a big risk. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was undeserved. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I look like a huge jerk for doing you that. Always so go I apologize, lower, man. <laughs> I know. Always what? lower. Really? <laughs> it was I keep it was above the belt. Okay. When I turned 28, right, Cam? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: When I turned 30, that was crazy. There's, so there's no part of me that's like, I, I know. I know I'm an old guy, but or older than you guys, anyways. But I'm not like I'm not depressed that I'm that i'm 39 and turning 40 that's not like oh Mm. man i'm not maybe i will have some kind of crisis i'm not having one now but when i turned 30 it was just such a surprise so i had i met whitney when i was 21 and it felt like two weeks later was my 30th birthday i was like oh Mm -hmm. my gosh like Mm my 20s just evaporated like they were just (laughs) gone so i mean get used to that the the busier you are the more stuff you have to do uh, the faster and the older you get, the faster life seems to go.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a kid down. Yeah.
0: That happened. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you'll be 30 next week too. Mm-hmm. I had
2: um, someone knocked on our door the other day and asked me what age I was for some, re- they like for Norwegian surveys. Mm. There are some weird requirements that they have for who's allowed to be in there. Mm-hmm. So like you have to be uh, really solid in Norwegian mm-hmm. or for this one, um, they asked me what my age was And I had to sit there and
0: like do the math Because I couldn't remember <laughs> So I told them 24 and they're like Oh no, you're under okay, 28 bye. Yeah. Bye. That's been pretty great They call me for a survey And I'm like, can we speak English? And they go, oh no, this is a survey mm-hmm. We can only do it in Norwegian I'm like, oh darn, I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> What a disappointment We can't continue this conversation
1: Right You probably could do it in Norwegian I Maybe could. you should try that one day
0: Yeah, that's what I'm going to do Okay, there you go <laughs>
1: I was actually. It's in the middle of talking about something. Anyways, so we had our uh, wedding anniversary. Yeah, yeah, your
2: anniversary.
1: That's right. Yeah, that was awesome. We went to Sweden. We went. Yeah, we went to Sandefjord slash Sweden. Sandefjord is a city in Norway in the south of Norway, and Sweden is of course the country of Sweden. And we went to a city there called Strömstad. That was really fun. There's not really a story there. It was just kind of you know really fun being there and doing fun stuff, Mm. but. The current story is really traveling there because we traveled there. Um, we had no idea that we were going to be traveling there in the midst of the largest storm mm-hmm. that Norway had seen in fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a lot. And so, oh, nice. uh, there's a couple things that really put it to perspective. Uh, well, for, well, yeah. One is that how many how many layers of snow did we get in one night? Uh, we
0: got a lot we got two feet in three days uh, yeah and most of that was in two days it was like it snowed really hard for two days let up a little bit and then snowed like six more inches on the third day it was was
1: insane and so we uh we were at the train station right and so we got on a train and the conductor was like hey you got to go find another train because the this one's getting shut down so we're at the train station you know, waiting for another train to come and snow is like covering our shoes, mm-hmm. waiting to, it's, it was pelting our faces. It was intense. And then we get on that train and then we're going to, uh, going towards a city called Holmstrand and they're like, hey, you got to get another train and we're like okay so you know we're
0: not going all the way to your destination we're gonna stop here (laughs) peace be with you
1: yeah so they kicked us off the train and we were like yeah so what do we do is there like a bus we can take or what train can we take because actually all the trains were like dead from like for like the next four or five cities Mm -hmm. and so they were like you have to take a bus and we're like oh cool do you have buses for us what no (laughs) you just have to find a bus and we're like okay so I love that we're not taking you to where
0: we said we're kicking you off here and you're like whoa I'd really like to go to the place you said we were going like Sounds like a personal problem, bud. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know how you are going to figure this out, yeah. but it's all on that side of the table.
1: Thanks for the money, by the yeah, way. Yeah. But yeah, we can't we can't get you there. So I, t- I literally like found the first bus off the train and you know talked to the bus driver. It was like, hey, does this go to this city that has a working train that gets us to Sondefjord? Mm. And he's like, yeah. And it, it added about. An hour and a half to our trip we got lucky it could have added so much more time to our mm. trip so it was a hassle but thankfully like you know marissa was in like great spirits about it and was such a good sport we were just making fun of the situation the whole time yeah. but it was crazy and since there's a thing about us talking about the weather on this show that storm was insane on the way to Santa fjord how was it here for you guys i know you had to shovel snow
0: yeah but first, yeah uh, yeah, but so the thing here is, so uh, it snows, which is which is okay, and walking through the snow is a little bit exhausting, but it's not like dangerous or scary. But when the snow melts a little bit, or rain comes after snow, mm. then it all oh, turns no. into ice. The yeah. the snow just absorbs the falling rain and then freezes, and so it's important when you have that much snow, you've got to shovel it; otherwise, it will be ice until May, and that's happened in a lot of places here. I think sort of thankfully after that heavy snow, we got a, a week of of higher than freezing temperatures mm-hmm. and a lot of rain that washed a lot of it away. Um, but it's it's rough to walk out there. I mean, uh, many of the streets and sidewalks are covered with like inches deep of solid ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's hard to walk on. They put down gravel that makes it a little easier. And we have little, you know, spikes that we strap under it's like putting snow tie the snow chains yeah. on your <laughs> tires. These little spikes we strap under our shoes that help. The
1: spikes make all the difference. Mm-hmm. I, I think because you, you can run in some of them. They make yeah. special runner spikes. You can straight up run on ice like wearing them, and they're they're godsend. Like I didn't ha- I didn't buy spikes last year because I'm just that stubborn. I'm like I will not spend money on spikes, mm-hmm. but I will you know, risk my life on the ice every day. <laughs> but this year, I just bit the bullet and was like, this is so much This is so much easier. Like, yeah,
0: my, my neighbor, Knut uh, told me, he's like, yeah, this is what we call tailbone-breaking weather. You mm. slip and fall and break your tailbones. Yeah. But n- none accurate. of us have so far. I jacked up my ankle. I slipped when I was out with Alan, uh, and I didn't fall. I didn't hit the ground. But just the act... This is what happens when you get old boys. But just... <laughs> just the reaction my body had to thinking it was going to fall over (laughs) (gasps) so i caught myself yeah uh, because i'm surprisingly nimble and like a ninja yeah like a a ninja (laughs) that's right i caught myself Did a
2: 360 backflip gainer Uh, (laughs) to catch myself
0: uh no i just didn't fall down but and, and so not falling down i i jacked up my right ankle and my left knee and my back so now I'm, like, walking like an old man and on top of the ice. And I don't even have, like, a cool I fell down story. Mm. It's like, oh, I, one time I was walking and I almost fell, but I didn't. And now my body doesn't work anymore.
1: <laughs> you should add the backflips to it. Just to make I it a cool story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, very cool, guys. Um, so You're welcome, Ritter. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we've started a brand new year. I guess it wasn't our our accomplishment that started the new year that was just going to happen anyways, but we're entering another year of ministry here in Norway, which is pretty awesome. Uh, we've already talked about, I don't know how many episodes we were able to, you know, fill this content with, but what we've done in the last year, the places we visited, the people we've met, things we've talked about, what about looking forward? And that's kind of what I want to focus on. What are, what are the things going into this year that we really want to accomplish? Um, you could talk about language learning with ministry stuff. Um, I want to just kind of go ahead and just toss that meatball up. What? And let us decide. <laughs> Who says and that? And let us decide what we want to do with it. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not catching the meatball. So the meatball's in the air, boys. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> go ahead and finish the analogy for me. I'm just wondering what, like, what happens in
1: your mind and your dreams. <laughs>
2: Oh, is- oh, come on, everyone is has
0: yeah, <laughs> You guys know like people do You've never had a meatball thrown up for you to catch. <laughs> Someone tosses up a meatball and whoever catches it wins. <laughs> oh yeah, that game. Uh, you must have one same, of those the same dream like the same dream life as like a pug. What? <laughs> <laughs> Dreaming up- about <laughs> What? What? just dreaming about meatballs being okay. tossed to him. He's like, yeah, Let's you guys... let get back into you know, this. You know the best Let's... thing that could happen to you in your life?
1: <laughs> when someone tosses a meatball in the air. When your owner probably does
2: it. <laughs> Instead of feeding.
1: <laughs> hey, I can't finish this off my plate. Can you, can you clean the play for That's me? That's the best thing I could think of, you guys. <laughs> I'm going to toss the meatball in the air. <laughs> can we bring this back? Okay. Because this okay. is the part of the episode so, that people listen to, yeah, and they're yeah. like, that probably was really fun <laughs> for oh. you guys to talk about in the moment, but... So, want to hear about it. Um, Go ahead, Bailey. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll
2: help. Um, so language is um, one thing we all have in common. Um, one thing that you mentioned in the last uh, episode, Jake. Yes. Um, you said something like this year is the year that word first becomes bilingual. Yeah. Um so Are you happy I set the bar that high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we need to. We just need to finish it up. We've been um, studying Norwegian for over a year at this point. Um, so we need to get to the point where we've been talking about gospel fluency for forever. Right. Um, but the point where we can comfortably navigate a gospel conversation fully in Norwegian. So, um, yeah, the, uh, another thing in my heart that kind of like hit me about it, because um, you also mentioned in the last episode, um, just as we've been doing more and more ministry, it's been becoming more and more real to our hearts that we right. absolutely need the language as a tool to be effective um i had the thought of how great our doctor's appointments for shep and for grace have been in the past year um and it's awesome because we're talking to someone who primarily speaks norwegian but they're going out of their way to speak in english with us yeah and like really care and they even like Her doctors have mentioned tiny details that she said months and months ago that they bring up um, when we go and see them today. Um, And I just had the realization that, like, we feel fantastic afterwards when we interact with their doctors or with Grace's doctors. Um, And, yeah, just always feel like they're so awesome and so kind to do all of that for us. And the realization just hit me, like, how much of an opportunity we have to, even with our doctors, like, to show up at an an appointment and say, let's do this in Norwegian. Like, and to have that whole appointment in Norwegian with them would communicate the same thing to them. Like, even if we're stumbling in certain areas or we need some help, um, just the experience they would have is the same thing. These people Mm -hmm. are speaking a second language to them um to speak in a language that's more comfortable for me. Um so just that hit me as such an opportunity that we have um instead of forcing Norwegians around us to mm-hmm. accommodate for us by speaking English, we yeah. have this huge opportunity to just show people that we care very very much about them right. um by simply speaking in their like
1: we said their heart language. Yeah. And they all basically have to do that to everyone mm. like cuz everyone here speaks english right everyone who visits here from europe or other countries like probably knows english it's the trade language it's the language of the world basically um if you work internationally or go internationally often you speak english that's just how it is um kind of my experience somewhat equivalent to that was like uh, with some of these youth camps that I've gotten to go to where the students will accommodate for me to speak English. And uh, that's pretty awesome. Like Mm -hmm. I, like I'm like kudos to them because we've actually been able to build some kind of like, you know, relationship where they remember me and I'm not just like this weird dude who can't speak Norwegian. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, it's made me kind of think similarly, like to where you're thinking with your doctor, like, uh, or Shep's doctor rather um Shep and Grace's doctor, rather, <laughs> that um, you know they've had to accommodate. Like, I would never like that would be a totally unreasonable expectation in the United States. Like, mm. if they come over and only speak Norwegian, like for us to go like, oh, my apologies, like, if you can't you know, like, and switch mm. automatically to Norwegian to accommodate people who come over, and like, wow, that's such a blessing for us. But at the same time, it just kind of like re ignited a fire in me to mm. just recognize like wow like i can't build as strong relationships with people as i want to like at these camps or at these worship nights or whatever because i don't speak the language as fluently as they not even close to as fluently as they speak english mm. so i'm like okay this is it's definitely a real cost that i can't speak like fluent norwegian like that and have it be automatic so yeah that's a real big motivator for me mm. to learn it and it's similar to your experience yeah yeah very cool that's pretty much all I had to say yeah okay so yeah becoming bilingual like Cameron yeah why don't we you go ahead and take a shot of this meatball like yeah.
0: <laughs> your turn I don't think I have I don't think I have much to add so yeah. we've, we've talked before on the podcast about the importance of language learning and you guys are exactly right so uh, it's really kind when other people can accommodate us and everyone speaks English and in fact I was in a language course just uh, just a couple of nights ago and we ha- it was me, our Norwegian teacher, a guy from Russia, a guy from London, and someone else. She's a young lady. Uh, I think there's someone from Greece, and someone from Romania or or Latvia. Anyways, the, the point is, we're all from way different places, but the common language we have is English. So when one of us can't remember a word for something, I can't remember it in Norwegian. It's um ah uh, ah. Uh, English word. Right. And we, I, every time he goes, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And he explains it in English and then can, can we'll switch back to Norwegian. I said, wow. Like for me, that's my first and only, <laughs> that's my first and mm-hmm. only language, but they're reverting to English as at least a second language. And mm. it's, it's, uh, it's encouraging mm-hmm. and for me. Cause I'm, you know, I'm an old guy. I'm going to be, what did you say? I'm going to be 42 soon. <laughs> I'm trying to learn a new language at this age, uh, is tough and it can be really discouraging because it's long, it takes a longer time to learn stuff. Like mm-hmm. my kids are learning it like crazy, right? Um, but it's it's harder, uh, in a lot of ways. But to see that it's possible and other people are able to do it, I mean, some of the people that we went through training with talked to us about how they learned the three different um, Asian languages. I think it was it was like Thai and Vietnamese and Lao. I think. Yeah. yeah mm. I think that's right. Like we learned this language in our thirties and this one in our forties and huh. this one in our fifties because wow. they, they were reassigned. They and
1: native English speakers. They're
0: Americans. Yeah. Americans, wow. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and like, it, you know, they're like, it can be done. And and those, by the way, are wildly different languages. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, it can be done. So sometimes I, I can feel a little discouraged, like, man, this just isn't coming along as, as quickly as I'd like. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, there are days when you're, i'm able to get through most of my day interacting you know outside of my house get able to get through most of my day with almost no english words at all which is nice so it's nice to see it coming and i'm i really long for the day when we're when all of us my starting with myself when all of us each of us are actually bilingual right i can hear a song and know what they mm. what they're talking about or watch something on the tv and not have to Rely on the subtitles and, and those kinds of things, and that um, mm-hmm. truthfully, I think this is the year that that happens. It requi- it's going to require a lot more study and a lot of um, the study gets you so far, but really just mm-hmm. a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, immersion that's, as well. Yeah, and we're mm-hmm. in Norway, but it's surprising how little opportunity you have to speak nor speak Norwegian, like mm-hmm. in your daily life. Yeah. We're not, yeah. So, right. we've, but we've talked about all of that.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. So, what about like actual, like specific? Concrete goals, like well, how are we really looking to accomplish becoming bilingual? So there's something called. Uh, I know for me, I have on my calendar, like on my birthday. Just normally, I have that on my calendar, but specifically on my birthday <laughs> uh, to do something called Norskprover. And uh, Cam, why don't you? I because you could explain it way better than I could. I could say it's a Norwegian test and leave it there. But what That's is it? it it's, what it's is it actually? A,
0: it's a test done by the government, and they tell you what level they uh, what level of Norwegian you speak. And that's really it so yeah so you take the test and they tell you whether whether you're at we expect to be at level B2 mm-hmm. um, so Whitney and I are taking Nosh in in March and expect hope and expect it'll be it's a lot of work but to be at the at the B2 level which is I think advanced intermediate or something mm-hmm. but basically conversational and more or less fluent and I think we're both at B1 level although some days, it right. comes easier than other days, mm. but that's it. You just, you take yeah. that test and then you get a certificate. And then once you have that certificate or once you have, I don't even know if you get a certificate, but once you have been approved at a certain level, then that has implications for later immigration status. So if you want to be, uh, become a permanent resident after a few years mm-hmm. or get citizenship, eventually um, that'll be right. relevant.
1: Right. So I'm ta- I'm going to take that on my birthday um, and I'm going to shoot for B2 level. Of course. I think that, I think um, that's realistic. Just honestly, uh, given the foundations that I'm at right now and given the pace that I'm going at, um, because I think I spent the last year like really building some really solid foundations, but one of my weaknesses has always been understanding Norwegian. So I read it and speak it a lot better than I can understand it. Mm -hmm. And so I think like starting like in December, Um, Just through that whole month, I really turned up the gas on immersion in Norwegian. So I'm listening to way more Norwegian music. I've got several Norwegian TV shows. I'm just listening, 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 listening to Norwegian Mm. until it drives me crazy. Um, Because that's how I learned English, right? (laughs) All you did was just listen to it. That's how Shepard's learning English right now. And so, because that's... That's there's really just no shortcut. It's really just a marathon. And every kind of piece of advice I've ever ever heard of how do I understand Norwegian or X language more? How can I better understand these words? There's no trick. It's literally just listening to it over and over and over again until yeah, you're-
0: immersion's always best,
1: right? And that might be depending on who uh, is listening on listening to this. That might be obvious, right? Yeah. It might be obvious to them. It's it's this a lot a, harder here, right? Like I was saying, surprisingly yeah.
0: difficult language to immerse yourself in, because everyone speaks English. Right. Yeah.
1: And that was kind of... uh, My uncle, who I've spoken about, speaks German fluently. Mm. He's amazing at it. Um, That was his struggle almost in Germany. He had to set a limit to how often he would speak English. His promise with the college students, because they wanted to practice their English, he told them, I'll speak English with you on Sundays, but the rest of the week we can only Mm. speak German. Mm. And that's how uh, he lived in Germany for two years, and yeah, he got he was already really good and yeah he's super fluent at it but he told me that the more you listen to it and the more you just kind of immerse yourself in the music or podcasts or tv shows or or however you're listening to it mm. he told me it's like this weird thing where you can feel the words start separating mm. and like you can f- you hear like their tenses and their pace and the melody of the language and you you can feel it it basically starts more and more sounding like a real language as opposed to like the first time you hear it. And it just, any foreign language just sounds like nonsense mm. the first time you hear it. Um, and it's been, he described it that way. And I just told him the other day, I was like, you know, I'm, it's really been like that. Like slowly, just as there's talking without subtitles, I, I, I see the words or feel the words, you know, st- uh, become, go from a, kind of blended Mm. sentence to like, I can hear every individual word and I can Mm. piece together the sentence. It's not like automatic and I don't understand what they're saying immediately as they say it. I still have to kind of translate in my head and still put some pieces together. But the fact that it, you know, sounds like a real language, you know, is like a pretty good milestone in language learning. But yeah, that's, that's kind of my hard goal is that I'm taking Norshaprova on my birthday, going for a B2 level certification and then, once I get to B2, the rest of the year is just spending more time getting more and more fluent. Yeah. Yeah. So, B,
0: I mean, B2 is pretty fluent. It's even B. doesn't, they don't, it's hard because it's something you want to quantify and you say, listen, this is the, you have, have to pass this kind of standard. But it's not the point. Passing the B2 standard is not the point. The point is what we've been talking mm. about, being gospel fluent so that we can live our spiritual lives in the local language Mm. and we can lead Bible studies and prayers and evangelize and all of that. So that that will take time Mm. and practice. And that for me is the hard part. I I don't want to, I don't want to sort of unleash it unless I know I'm going to do it well. Right. And it's hard to be a toddler again, you know, Mm. like Taya has no problem just using the words she knows to try and figure out how to communicate the thing that's in her mind. Mm -hmm. But I'm too old for that. I want to say it the right way. So yeah, it's surprising number of things to overcome, but you know, and we've got a lot of work to do, but it's coming and I'm, I'm very eager, uh, very eager. I mean, on a personal level, I'm eager to be, to know more than one language. That's something that is just kind of a cool thing to be able to accomplish. Mm. But on a pastoral level, really eager to be able to do the spiritual work here in the people's, in the people's heart language.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bailey, yeah. real quick, before we move on, what are some of yeah, your language goals? Yeah,
2: um, For like practical milestones or ways to go about it, I don't have much to add to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we have access, like we've said, to speak Norsk, which is um, an awesome package from A0 to B2. So from the beginning to the, um, at least the goal on paper for where we want to get to with our language learning, um, within the year. So, um, we have access to that and that's awesome. Um, the, Oh, other thing in addition to that, that Grace and I have been, um, had our eye on is, um, they have what they call mama and papa guru um, which is like mommy and me, um, I don't know if there's a Papa and me in America, but um, they have um, those at the um, health station where we go to for all of Shep's uh, doctoral needs. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are basically groups for moms to meet other moms, dads to meet other dads. Yeah, Um, And they even have groups that uh, double as a sprout Cafe. Um, So, yeah, just the practical stuff of... um, getting a language partner, having opportunities to speak with um, groups in Norwegian, um, like that. Uh, What was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, for uh, gospel fluency. Um, It's cool we did, uh, for the first time this week in our guys group, um, Cam sent out to us, just like, hey, pick a Norwegian song that you don't know yet and translate it without using Google Translate. Um, so, um, and then just, I don't know, kind of with that, Mm -hmm. like, um, in my like own personal listening to Jesus music life, um, like when I put my headphones on and I put something in my ears with my headphones, um, I've gone through like different phases or whatever where, um, for months at a time I'll really like Shane and Shane or for months Mm -hmm. at a time I'll really like um, Pat Brad or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, when you, uh, initially sent that assignment out, it kind of hit me just that like, I need to, um, so I've been in a phase recently where I haven't had a huge thing for Shane and Shane or anyone yeah. in particular. And I realized that like, oh, the thing that God wants me to get my heart into with my personal time with him is Norwegian um, Jesus music. Mm -hmm. So just that assignment this week was awesome and refreshing. Um, But just along with that idea of like um, when we say gospel fluent, we don't just mean um, to be able to present the gospel in Norwegian. Um, Our goal with that is to be able to have spiritual conversations that touch all areas of a person's life that touch the most intimate, Uh, difficult to discuss details of a person's life, um, to have those kind of conversations Mm -hmm. in Norwegian. Um, So to do our own Bible reading, like we're also memorizing Bible verses in Norwegian again. Um, So to do our own scripture reading, scripture memorization, Mm -hmm. our own um, listening to Jesus music on our own time, like um, to do that in Norwegian... I think is going to be a really important thing for us to uh, not just learn Norwegian as a practical tool in our tool belt, but to yeah. live our own spiritual lives in the realm of Norwegian or whatever. You know, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean.
1: No, absolutely, because that's I mean that's how it is in English, right? Like, because mm. with sharing the gospel with someone is not just reading a gospel track out loud to them, right? Mm. And English or Norwegian and just being like okay boom you're saved like no they have questions or they have they need clarification or they have or you know people need different needs sometimes a more personal touch and you you know we can't do that just by like the joke I made forty-ish episodes ago was like oh is gospel fluency me just memorizing John 316 and just saying that over and over mm. again like no obviously not like because that's not how. Share the gospel in English. That's not how anyone shares the gospel in any language, and so I think that's really, really good. That's just part of how you're immersing yourself in the language. And mm. so I appreciate you sharing those insights.
2: Yeah, we uh, during Christmas time um, we have Google Homes all over the house yeah. in our previous apartment when we were in the U.S. And like Christmas time, I always have Christmas music playing on the Google Homes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized, along with all of this stuff, that like. I need to have Norwegian mm-hmm. worship music playing constantly and just filling the house until my soul like is singing along with it mm. naturally to where like you've talked about with Whitney like I did not you know, talk about that you have maybe heard someone in the house Who's Whitney? whose Whitney voice I, sounds older than your daughter. I actually I
0: texted Zach, <laughs> Whitney, if you hear this, now I'm admit, I guess I'm not admitting it. She didn't know. Anyways, I'm saying something you didn't know and that I didn't tell to you, but I texted <laughs> Zach uh, a couple of days ago. Whitney, so Whitney, that assignment that I gave to to us boys to find a Norwegian worship song, transcribe, like listen to it, transcribe it in Norwegian, mm. which is difficult. It's a listening component. It's all that stuff Jacob was talking about. But it was really fun. Then translated in English. And she's she without saying anything to me, she started doing one of the I told her, I give this assignment to the boys. We're gonna do this for our discipleship group. And then I heard her at the at our computer desk listening to and singing along with Norwegian worship songs. Mm. And so my heart's just on fire. I love that. So I texted Zach Um I was like, Whitney's sitting at the desk right now singing Norwegian worship songs in Norwegian and I just have to, like, I have to tell somebody, but I can't move because then <laughs> she'll remember that I exist and she'll stop. Um, and yeah. then we ended, we ended up talking about it a little while later. She's like, yeah, I just thought that was a, like a really cool assignment. So I've been doing one of those every day mm-hmm. and it's surprising how much you learn and how much like, okay, so 90, the, the song <laughs> yeah. that I did 90% maybe that's a little generous 80% of it I got and I understood and the other 20 it's a grind to figure out especially I think we have a parameter that we're not using any any google translate so like no english norwegian or norwegian english translation mm. but we can use a norwegian dictionary mm. so you hear some sound and you're like i don't know if that's words mm. but right. <laughs> let me sound it out in norwegian and <laughs> and figure out what fits and yeah yeah so yeah. so it's good so those kinds of things are are uh, i think very helpful. it's the kind of stuff
1: that we just have to do and do more of. Mm. Very, very cool. All right. And so, beyond language learning, right, another part of our ministry is church planting, believe it or not. And so, I made a kind of bold statement in the last two weeks, uh, um, saying that we are roughly about a year away from planting the church that we were sent to plant. So, I've already said that. Two weeks ago, I have no problem saying it again now, right? I'm looking at Cam just to make sure I get the approval. Yep, he's. uh, Yeah, okay. He's pursing his lips. (laughs) So. That face was just for you, Bailey. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so how about, since I've said that, how about you guys just interpret that for the audience? What did. What what do we mean by that? Is that true? Did, am I just a jerk who just yeah, brought so, that up?
0: But... that's a really exciting thing to say, but there's actually but there's not that much more to say about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Except that it seems like God is putting us in contact with people who are excited by the missional yeah. community vision of uh, vision of church and um that I suspect we—it's hard. It's not like we have a goal, or we're trying to keep the goal loose, or not trying to keep ourselves accountable. We often, really? we just don't mm. want to move faster than God wants us to move. But I'd be surprised if we had not planted within within a year, and mm-hmm. that's also because it doesn't take very many people to start what it is that we're going mm. to start. Right? You know a few families. If we have twelve or fifteen people, then we're, we're basically we basically can start. And so that's one of the things that the next year holds for us is finding partners who want to plant with us. I mean, we even talked about it in our home church staff meeting last week. Bento was like, should we spend time in our staff meetings talking about you guys planting and like start planning that?
1: Oh, wow. And uh,
0: I think it's a little premature to start planning um, at that level, like at an administrative level. Um, But I think, I think we're not far off and I don't want to. Yeah. So I'm not going to um, sort of, say any names or make commitments right. on anyone's behalf. Yeah. Um, so I'd say that I think that we are around people who are super stoked with that vision of church planting. And that's kind of the cool thing about it is like we said before, we don't need, you know, a building and a lease mm. and, uh and whatever. I mean, there's some, there, there's a proper and legitimate amount of administration that has to go into it, but it's a, not a lot of the kind of stuff that you would, um, that you would consider when you think of a new church plant, right? Like we don't have to find a building and buy a bunch of equipment and Mm -hmm. register with the government. I don't think we probably will need to do that. You know, it's, it's uh, a, it's a different kind of thing. So, so yeah, I think we'll be planting soon where soon is within a year. I could be wrong about that. If Mm -hmm. I'm wrong, it's not because we or the team are lazy or lack accountability or something. It's just because I misunderstood how quick, like the, the speed of things, but I'd be surprised if a year from now we, we weren't uh, planted. And then we also have responsibilities to our current church. So when we Mm -hmm. committed to home church, who has committed to us to launch us as we plant, Mm -hmm. um, they also trusted our team with a whole bunch of ministry. And we committed to them because we love them. And because it's the right thing to do that when we leave, we Mm -hmm. wouldn't leave a hole in ministry that we want to leave them better off than when we arrived. So, because we, especially, I say we, you guys, I don't, I get to sort of be a floater, which is really interesting mm-hmm. uh, considering the, my experience before we came here. Um, especially you guys have like deep responsibilities for ministry there. You've got to train replacements who have a solid philosophy of ministry and, and are disciple makers and all of that. And until yeah. that happens, we can't leave. That'd be, right. that'd just be the, it'd be the wrong thing to do. Mm. And that's one of the tough things. I mean... I don't mean to well, I guess I, will. I don't mean to flatter you guys but that's the thing about having about you guys being such a talented team is when you show up all of you at a church you have opportunities you do things and you do them well and people take notice but then when you leave they they feel it and we don't want that to happen we want to make sure that all of us have been replaced and that's going to take some time and that's right. a, a part of our church a part of our launching a church plant is replacing ourselves with healthy leadership who can not just take your place that you have now, but take it and, um, and uh, take it and improve upon it. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that's all I'll say about that. I said there wasn't much to say, and then I said a little bit too much. But <laughs> so that's that's about it. There's no, there isn't a date circled on the calendar, right? But there is kind of a, um, an expectation that within a year, I think we'll be, yeah, I think we'll be on our, we'll be as far as church is concerned. I think we'll be on our own, mm. and I think we'll have the the people ready uh, uh. to do that with us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It definitely feels like you're being pushed into that direction. And for me, it's mostly like the kind of people we've been meeting who have been describing. Like I had a guy take me out to lunch randomly. Like it was like two, three weeks ago or something like that. Maybe like two weeks ago. Um, he took me out to lunch and, you know, he sits down and he came to Norway about um, six months ago. And he's describing to me like his vision of church and his vision of ministry. And he's just like, God called me to come to Norway to study. So that's why I'm here. And I was like, wow, that story sounds vaguely familiar. Mm. Um, and so, you know, he's talking to me about his philosophy of church and stuff. And I'm thinking like, oh, he's describing like exactly what, you know, me and the word first mm. gang have been talking about, about the style of churches we want to plant. And mm. I kind of told him, I said, Hey, you know, would you want to get lunch with me and the rest of the gang? And because they got to meet you. And, It'd be things like that where, like, we'll meet people who are we talk about our vision with, and they're, like, invested in wanting to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And that's been pretty cool. And more more and more people who are like that have been put in front of us a lot faster than we expected, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, I kind of expected that stuff to happen after, you know... B2 level in language after a little more, you know, immersion and, Mm -hmm. you know, getting, making a name for ourselves, almost like kind of just building our own kind of reputation as like people who can be trusted. Mm. But it seems like, no, no, no. People are coming and finding us and they're being like, Hey, you Mm. know, we love your vision and we want to be on board. And we're like, Whoa, okay. Maybe this is happening faster than we originally thought. Yeah. And I think,
0: I don't mean to prophesy, um, so that's not what I'm doing, but I think you know our, our first generation church because our idea is to plant churches and then train people to plant mm-hmm. and so the first generation church you might expect would be mostly existing believers mm-hmm. who then go and evangelize and um, um evangelize lost people and then train them as found people to go to go and plant so I don't think we go and uh, our first generation of church will be made out of um, non-believers who become believers. I think it's mostly going to be Christians who have a shared, shared vision and passion for what church and evangelism looks like. And we're finding more and more of those people. So, well, right. so I'm, that's kind of surprised me. It was, oh my goodness, we just find a dozen of these. Mm-hmm. And then we're the first generation of this, of this thing that's happening in Oslo. And then together we can study and practice evangelism and, and go work in the harvest and train up, leaders who can then leave and and plant again. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm really excited. I'm really eager. Uh, There's been zero administrative work done. Uh, Yeah. But it's mostly, it's not mostly an impression. Like they say, you know, a a goal without a plan is a dream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right now it's not, it's not even really a goal. It's not even like a solid goal, but I would be shocked if, you know, by this time next year, we hadn't planted.
2: Yeah. Well, and also just with the style of church we have in mind, it would almost be inappropriate for us to go into planning mode right now. Right. Because the whole advantage of having Norwegian Christians um, and not new converts to the faith Mm -hmm. as part of the initial plant is that we have um, Christians who we're starting with a solid basis already who we can send to go plant. Right, exactly. Um, And we don't want just our voices to be speaking into what we're doing. So we want to be able to, um, reserve flexibility for the first church plant. Um, so if we decided among the group of us right now, um, we're going to go and our community that we're going to focus on is the college students that live around the place where we're sitting at right now. Mm -hmm. Um, we might get the rest of the team when it's actually time to plant and realize there's something totally different Right. That God wants us to go. There's a totally different group mm-hmm. that God wants us to go pursue. Um so just we a lot of the administration is rightfully saved for when we actually plant. Right. And also like the plant for us, like you were saying, Kim, doesn't look like um getting a building and mm-hmm. like there all those administrative tasks just don't exist. Mm-hmm. Um and for us the initial church plant looks basically like a bible study yeah basically like um a family that invites their friends over for dinner weekly like it's just us with other christians getting in a home together mm-hmm. and then there are um things on top of that that we'll be doing regularly like evangelism and um yeah so on but just the whole idea is um we don't have the team yet, so to right. be administrating right now would be almost foolish. Right. Right.
1: No, absolutely. And But what's interesting is that maybe some of the team is coming. Yeah, yeah. You know, it seems like us. the team is definitely yeah. coming into view, Right, is what we're saying. Which yeah, was yeah. not expected at yeah. this stage in the game. At least for me, I don't know what you were expecting, but I was pointing at Cam again.
0: Yeah, I kind of didn't know what to expect. Yeah.
1: Very cool, guys. Well, hey. This was a fun time. Thank you guys for gathering in my living room to talk about what we're looking forward to in the next year. Uh, it's going to be a fun, fun year of ministry. Uh, as far as the podcast is concerned, you know, we're still doing Word First 500. Uh, we've still got lots of great interviews planned. I'm actually like, so legitimately excited for some of the people I have like mm. on the schedule to come on and be interviewed. We I've got a couple uh non-Christian Norwegians who I'm mm. really, really excited to bring on some people that uh, I've been befriending and getting their perspective. And I'm like, Hey, I've got a podcast. Do you want to come be on, <laughs> be on, uh, be on our podcast? And so, and then of course some believers who um, some of them I even look up to and I'm just really, really excited for, for what's coming with Word First Radio. So whoever's listening, Thank you guys so much for listening to our voices for X amount of time, and I look forward to seeing you guys again in two weeks. God bless.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Word First Radio. If you like the podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. If you want to learn more about Word First and how you can support the ministry spiritually and financially, check us out at wordfirst.us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Word First Radio, and we'll see you again next week. God bless.